Hey, hello, and welcome everybody to uh, the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me this week is Tyler. Tyler, I got myself some gamer juice, and by gamer juice, I mean this uh, Halo Infinite Rockstar Energy. Mmm. Uh, I've got to say, this stuff is pretty fucking delicious. Is this the, the is it just a regular um, Rockstar? No, no, no. This is flavor. Uh, this is Blackberry Goji. Oh, shit. It is, uh, it is fucking Whoa. delicious. I'm going to have to grab me one of them. I bought, like, <laughs> a fucking 12-pack of them. Uh, nice. So, I'm good for a little bit. They've nice. also got codes underneath the tabs for skins for Halo Infinite. Uh, I know this is a PlayStation <laughs> podcast, but, you know, I think you're going to find out here real soon that we're going to be talking about some Xbox shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I got yeah, I got I got some skins, uh, and hopefully, hopefully Monday, the rumor being Monday, I might be able to use them. Yeah. Oh God. Yes, indeed. Uh, that would I, be nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Looking forward to that. Uh, what what have what have you been up to, man? What have you been doing? Just. Fucking working, doing a lot of stuff around the house. I had two beers yesterday and got like a solid nine hours of sleep last night. And I woke up feeling like I fucking had an all night banger and slept for two hours. Oh, God. Like, (laughs) I'm like, getting old sucks, dude. (laughs) Not even that old. God damn. Just can't, can't even have more than two beers anymore. Um, but yeah, just, just hanging out. Um, yeah, the reason why I had to, I completely forgot that I have a family, like, Christmas party today. Christmas party? Yeah, it's because almost everybody, it's on Kelly's mom's side, so a lot of them like to hunt, so they like to do this party before Thanksgiving, and it's just the fucking worst thing ever because um, there is 20, well, two years ago, we didn't have it last year, um, but two years ago, there was 26 kids ages 10 and under. And it's in a fire hall, which isn't, you know, very uh, nice for sound. So your ears are just fucking melted by all these screaming children. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's just intense. The whole thing is intense. And um, everybody's supposed to bring food. And literally everybody just brings like fucking meatballs and mac and cheese. And that's like all there is. So just, just food to like give you a fucking heart attack. Um, hey, it's um- a good time, dude. It's a good time. <laughs> have you have you thought of like wearing hearing protection, like earmuffs or earplugs or something? <laughs> yeah, this fucking thing. Uh, I feel like you probably should, because it's it's intense, man. It, it, just so, so many kids. Yeah. I so, mean, I I have recently been had my, uh, I guess my ears opened to the uh, the possibilities of hearing protection because at, at my new job there are areas where I have to wear a hard hat. And I bought these earmuffs that uh, pop onto the hard hat. And dude, mm. when I put those things on, I can't hear a goddamn thing. It is so... It, it's great. It's just great. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Can't hear anyone yeah. talking to me. I can mm-hmm. just like kind of do my thing and not really give a shit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and it, it also sucks because fucking ESPN put... The qualifying and then the sprint race for the F1 race in Brazil on ESPN News and ESPNU, which with my cable subscription I don't have, so I couldn't watch that. And then this fucking party is at 1 o'clock. We have to leave a little bit after 12, which the race starts at 12. So I can't even fucking watch the race. I haven't been able to watch anything, and it's been a spicy fucking weekend in F1, dude. Yeah. Real spicy. Yeah, don't you dare (laughs) touch another driver's car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that video cracked me up, 
of Max touching Lewis's car. He's just like, I don't give a flying fuck. He's like uh, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. He, he's done a lot of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I loved all the, the drama of like, oh yeah, like um, Mercedes car, Hamilton's car is being um, investigated by the FIA and then uh, Verstappen got summoned to the stewards. Um, and I was reading just some comments, you know, on Reddit about that. And then one of my favorite comment was just FIA, fuck it. Give Vettel a five second penalty too. <laughs> just because of how Vettel's been in the past, inspectors have. But yeah. Yeah. It's been spicy, dude. And then people like being like, uh, well, Mercedes, people like who don't know shit being like, uh, Mercedes car is obviously illegal. Look at their wing. And I'm like, I don't know. It looks like it's doing the same thing other wings are doing, just better. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I think the what's interesting though is just how fucking insanely fast Hamilton's car was yesterday. Like that was. He's got a fucking rocket ship now. Yes, he has a fresh engine, and it seems like Mercedes is saying, "Fuck it, we're turning our engines up to the max. We don't give a shit if we have to take." Um, grid penalties, but, man, it was nuts. I mean, he was just ripping through dudes that had DRS wide open. Like, <laughs> that guy's got a rocket ship, man. It would not surprise me at all if he wins this race today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. Um, Mexico was kind of a snoozer. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit of a snoozer. I mean, it was, the the beginning was interesting, but then, yeah, it was, after that, it was kind of like, eh. Well, Mercedes have certainly, um, you know, dug themselves into a little bit of a hole, so maybe they need Hamilton to rocket ship his way to the front. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, what's wild is that, like, say Hamilton gets a DNF and Max wins today, like, he could wrap up the championship next week. Yeah, that could That's happen. if that happens today. I mean, I think the chances of that are very slim, that both of those things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see Max winning, but I could see Lewis winning, but I highly doubt Lewis will have a DNF. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy just how, uh, you know, each one, not that they didn't matter before, but certainly now every race, every point really counts. Yeah, it's, it's coming down to the wire, and you can start seeing, like, the projections and, like, what, what if this happens and what if that happens. Yep. Yep. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Yeah, man. Hmm. All right. Well, speaking of exciting stuff, I I, I played some games. Let's let's yeah. get it out of the way right away. You know, because people are going to be so fanboy pissed off that we're talking about an Xbox game. Tyler, how you liking Forza? I see you've been playing it. I have, yeah, yeah. I've oh, put yeah. five or six hours into it, maybe. Um, I'm really liking it. Um. I think what's what's just kind of wild to me is seeing the reception of this game and how like IGN gave it a ten out of ten. It's gotten like a high a bunch of high scores, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like this this game is I think probably the best one yet, maybe, but it's not like it's that different from the other ones. Um, I'm like, this franchise has just been on a great trajectory um, probably since 3, honestly. Like, Forza Horizon 3 really took it to the next level. 4 made it better. 5 is making it even better. And um, it is definitely a Horizon game, but I think it's just something about... I was trying to think the other night when I was playing. I'm like, why do I just really, really like this one so much? And I honestly think it's the open world. Yeah, this I think map it's, might be it's my Mexico. Favorite. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking that same thing. Like, there are so many cool fucking spots on this map. And I love just going around and collecting the XP boards or the fast travel boards, stuff like that, which in past Horizon games I didn't really care about. Like, I would get them if I ran by them, but I didn't really care about them that much. And this one, I'm like, I want to get them all, dude. Like, this this map's just so fun to explore. It's, uh, and then I think that creates um there's some really fun courses that i've played so far uh in, in, with the actual races like 
there's uh, one, I don't know if you've done, like, I did, like, the Baja um, Horizon event first. Um, and one of them, you are literally in a buggy. And you are racing two monster trucks, basically, going all the way down, like, this fucking mountain. And you're just descending this mountain. It was so fucking cool, dude. And I'm like, this is, it's visually stunning. It feels so good in 60 frames. It's just, it's got this, like, adrenaline to it that I feel like Horizon games have had before, but not to the degree of this game. And um, I just think it's stuff like that that is just a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, it's 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 great. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing a lot more. What, what do you think of it? Uh, I'm generally like enjoying a lot of what it what it's doing here. Uh, one of the things that I, I've enjoying the introduction of. I, I'm not sure if this was even present in like maybe some of the DLCs of Forza Horizon Four, but uh, the expeditions I think are really cool. Uh, just oh, like yeah. going yeah. around and exploring and yep do, doing those. They they all seem re- really awesome. Um, and uh, if I do have a criticism of this game it is that while the the best thing it has going for it, it, it as far as its location is that it doesn't do the racist mexico filter um where everything's yellow but mm-hmm. aside from that um yes it takes place in mexico yes the architecture looks very much like it it very much looks like mexico but all the trappings around it are just like every other Forza game. It's a bunch of people with English accents uh, do- yeah. doing a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Um, I mean, they do have characters that, that are from the area, but like for the most part, it seems like, yeah, it's a festival just run by these uh, British people. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I just find that a little bit jarring against the backdrop of, yo, this is Mexico. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I never really thought about that, but yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good point. Yeah, I like, and there isn't even a dedicated, like, I, I would think that there might be a dedicated Latin music radio, but there's not. There's just, there's just a whole lack of that cultural aspect of it, um, which, yeah, it, it, I guess you could call that a little bit nitpicky, but like, they kind of sold this game on, yo, we're going to Mexico. Um, so I kind of expected a little bit more than what they've got here. Yeah, I think that's fair to like expect some more of that stuff in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I focus personally. Maybe maybe it's because I'm. I'm a racing purist. I've been focusing on the road races, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily cr- the cross country or dirt stuff. Um, and I, I'm having a good time. I I got my, I got my '93 Skyline GTR, and I souped it up. Uh, and it is fucking <laughs> blowing by all these stupid fucking Lamborghinis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, the, the amount of cars in this game is, is deep. And I, I love that you can just, uh, yeah, customize the, your car and, like, have that kind of simulation aspect to it. It's not super duper deep, but it's there's plenty enough there to make your car really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's great. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not that far into it. I think maybe I've played, like, maybe four hours of this game. Uh, so I've, I've still got a lot more to see, especially those uh, special events that they like to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to playing more of that. Also looking forward to maybe playing Halo. Maybe this podcast mm-hmm. turns into an Xbox podcast for a week. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Who could say? the Xbox report. Uh, mm, no. You know what? I, no. Mm, I, no. 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 <laughs> I have ideas, but that is not on the list. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What, what else do we have video game-wise here? I know I have a couple of things. One of them I'm deeply disappointed in myself in, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, um, the only th- the only other thing I have is I finished Immortals: Phoenix Rising, um, so crossing that one off my list. Um, there's nothing that I love more in a video game than you're getting to the final encounter, the final moments of the game. You're feeling it, and then they're like, "How about two hours of puzzles?" 
And I'm like, fucking no. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened in this game. Like, the final vault dungeon sort of thing was so long, dude. It was so long. And I'm like, I just want to be done with this. I've done 70,000 fucking puzzles in this game. Um, and I just kind of want to be done with it. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, none of them were, like, truly, like, mind-blowing. Like, oh, that was fucking cool, man. Um, it just kind of felt like some other things that you've done throughout the game. and um, So that was kind of frustrating. But then you get to the final boss, and it's pretty much what you did maybe two hours before fighting this same boss. Uh, except he has a lot more health. Um, it wasn't that much harder... Uh, I felt like he didn't really have a ton of different moves. Um, he was just a big old sponge. Um, I took a lot of, a lot of hits. Um, and maybe summoned a, summoned a couple extra enemies to, like, just be annoying. Um, that was new to this fight. But, yeah. It was kind of a, to me, a wet fart of an ending to the game. So, I'm, but I'm done with Immortals. I mean, it was... It was an alright game. I think the game starts stronger than it finishes, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be moving on to some other things now. Finally, you are free of Ubisoft for the moment, unless the next thing you're playing is Far Cry 6. No. <laughs> no, I want to play Far Cry 6, but that's not, not next on my list. I think I'm going to finish A Plague Tale and then finish Deathloop, because I'm about halfway through both of those games before I just kind of focused on Immortals, so I think I'll get those off my list and then I'm going to play Life is Strange. Okay. That's Okay. That's my list. And I'm going to dip Forza in there here and there. I'm not going to sit down and just focus on Forza. It's just kind of a fun thing that I like playing every once in a while. So, yeah. That's my plan. All right. What about you? What are you embarrassed to play? Oh, well. <laughs> so Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna preface this with saying that I haven't like I just started playing it like yesterday but I, I'm sick I'm sick Tyler in the brain um so one of the mod one of the community creations that they added to this is survival mode and mm -hmm. what that entails is yeah of course you have to eat you have to sleep uh you have to manage, like, your warmth because, like, Skyrim's fucking cold. The yep. other thing it does is you can't fast travel. Oh, no. <laughs> but I've been keeping survival mode on because I don't know why. Um, I, I don't know. I just got out of Bleak Falls Barrow, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, but, like, it's right there. And it runs really smooth. It it's like it's the best running version of Skyrim I've ever seen. And I don't know, man. Something's drawn me there. They have wild horses. Uh and hey, hey, the wild horses, they they run faster. Oh. I don't know if that's true. Uh, that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke about the song Wild Horses. Um God damn, I don't even know if you know that song. I don't know. I'm not sure if I do either. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I might. I'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah, I just... I don't know what I'm doing here. I really don't. <laughs> I could not tell you what I'm doing here. I, I'm playing as a dark elf lady who does a lot of magic stuff. Uh, which is... Different than you know the typical sneak archer that everyone fucking plays in in the Elder Scrolls. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I need to stop. I need something to stop me. I need Halo to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, how many versions of this game have you owned? Like, okay, so I'm gonna say right now this doesn't add to my tally. I'm gonna say it doesn't add to my tally. Okay. All right. Because I bought the $20 upgrade. Okay. I'm going to say that doesn't count. Just for my own sanity's sake. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> but I've bought it twice on Xbox, one on like a dis a an unused account now. So I've bought it twice on Xbox. Even though now I can fucking play it on Game Pass. That's fucked up. Uh, (laughs) I bought it... I think once on PC. Mm -hmm. And once... I know. Okay. Twice on PlayStation. Once I bought a physical copy, got rid of it, and then I bought a digital copy. Which is the one that I'm on now. So, that's what? Five? Five? Yeah. Five? Five. Five, yeah. Five times I bought Skyrim. My Switch is sitting right there, and I, you know what? Rumor has it I'm gonna have a lot of free time at my job, and I could, you know, play on my Switch. So, yeah. <laughs> no guarantees, but yeah, it might happen. I don't know. I don't fucking know what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, the ver- this game this runs a lot better. Does it look Dude. look pretty good too? Okay, so it kind of looks like how you remember Skyrim looking, but it runs so smooth. Like you you haven't seen Skyrim running in sixty FPS, man. I have you not, have not no. seen it, man. It is it's kind of unsettlingly smooth. Like you feel like you're moving too fast. Um, but it, it's it's nice. It doesn't fucking stutter all over the place. It. It still has a little bit of jank with, you know, how bodies work. Uh, but overall, it is it is a very good version of that game. Uh, Sweet. And I'm, I'm sorry to everyone who expected me to, you know, play something else instead. <laughs> it right. happens, man. Skyrim gets everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the other thing I've played more of is Apex Legends. I played a lot more of this new map, Stormpoint, and I've got to say, Stormpoint might be my new, my favorite map. Whoa! In Apex now. Damn. It's it's got like huge elevation changes, and it is like it is probably one of the most like geographically diverse maps. Like just the kind of features you see on the map. Um. Mm-hmm. And it kind of flows really, really good. Um, I think the the grav cannons help with that, but they also litter a lot of those vehicles around, and it's a lot easier to drive around than that first map they introduced the vehicles on. Um, yeah, really having a really good time with it. Sweet. Um, and yeah, I I don't know what else to say. Apex just continues to, uh, to to do good stuff. I think Ash is a very, very good addition. I've been playing a lot of Seer, which is, uh, of course, your, your gay cowboy um, who does a lot of uh, <laughs> scouting. Um, he, he just drops this, like, his ultimate is just, like, he drops, like, this little uh, device that creates a huge bubble of detection, and it's, it's really great. Um... And yeah, just uh, continuing to do that. Played some ranked Apex a little bit. Uh, got got Ooh. sweaty. Um, are those matches a lot more intense? They are, but at these lower ranks where I'm starting, um, there's some behaviors that I'd like to uh, I'd like to shame if if you if mm. you'd allow me. Um, sure. Okay, so I, I if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably heard some of these takes. But, Tyler, if we go through 15 minutes of a match, during which I've used three ultimates, and in the encounter the team dies to, you have not used your ultimate, and you have not used your ultimate throughout the entire match, what the fuck are you doing with your ultimate? What (laughs) galaxy brain play do you have in mind to hold on to that shit? You're talking about, like, your teammates, I guess? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're a Bangalore and the use of your ultimate is fucking obvious. Yeah. Definitely. <sighs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out gamer tags, but I, I will say I do remember you. And I will <laughs> shame you the next time we play together. Um 
Yeah, I, I mean, that that's frustrating. Also frustrating are those people who think they're really sweaty and they like to split off on their own and die and then ping their banner until the, mm-hmm. it times out. Um, if I have to, like, mute your pings, you, you're fucking up. You're really yeah, you, fucking you up. you got a problem. Yeah, for sure. 100%. That's annoying. Um, that's annoying because that goes against everything that Apex is about. Like, go play PUBG or Warzone or something you can play solo in. Like, stop right. fucking with me. <laughs> right. Or exactly. Fortnite, even. Fortnite. Does Fortnite have solos? I haven't played Fortnite yeah. in a long time. Yeah, Fortnite's got solos, duos, and um, whatever. Four-player team stuff. I did see... I didn't put it in the news, Tyler, because I, I know you don't care. But they're adding Naruto to, to Fortnite. I did see that. Yeah, I saw that, and I saw that they're adding um, Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> like what is this game? It's but Naruto. Oh yeah, that's weird. The kids that's be weird. Naruto running. Yeah. Still, it's a it's a timeless classic, Tyler. Um, although the early episodes of that are super cringe. Just. Uh, mm. Just warning anyone out there who's who might be thinking about doing a Naruto rewatch. Maybe start a little bit later than you know the first season. Um, My only like interaction with Naruto was some of the old like fighters on oh, like 360. I okay. guess. Okay. Yeah. Or PS3. I remember Those Naruto Shippuden games. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember going over to. Tony's house, um, or the drummer for my band, if you might remember. Yeah, um, I, I, I know who you're he, talking about. He was a massive Naruto fan, and so every once in a while after practice, we would hang out and beat the shit out of each other. And those games, they were fine. Yeah. They were fine to play. That's that's like all I really know about Naruto. I couldn't tell you jack shit about that. I mean, there's that series. There's a Naruto reference in, in Lost Judgment that... uh. That that white guy ninja character uh, definitely watched Naruto. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think uh, I think it's time to talk about the news because I that that's all I've been playing, man. Is uh, is Apex and Forza and Skyrim? Actually, that's a lie. I played a little bit of PUBG on my own. Oh, did did PUBG, some huh? did some solo PUBG on my PC. Oh, got some. Right. I got. I got a four hundred meter headshot. Damn. And I. I feel kind of good. Yeah. But I also need to stop fucking playing that shit. <laughs> I even downloaded the mobile the new mobile PUBG game. I downloaded it and I played a oh, match no. this morning and came in third. Damn. Like I woke up at five thirty in the morning and I was like, God damn it! I'm not going back to bed, but. I'm going to sit here and play a, a match of New State, is what it's called. Um, and, yeah. I don't know about playing that game with touch controls. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How's that work? Uh, it works in that everyone sucks. Mm. Everyone sucks if you compare that gameplay to what people do on PC. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah. There are a lot of different control schemes. Many of them look like they're going to give you arthritis in your hands. <laughs> it's it's insane and I don't want right. to I don't want to become that. Yeah. Uh, uh Can you imagine I, I just think about stuff like that like Fortnite on phones. That's where so many kids play. Like can you imagine like growing up with that? So the thing is Fortnite, unlike unlike a lot of other mobile games, uh, actually supports mobile controllers. Like, uh, okay, like that's the thing that frustrates me the most with like PUBG and Genshin Impact and other mobile games that I'd like to play a lot more, is that they don't have controller support. It's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Anyway. Let's let's get into the news, which there is some news. Uh, Tyler, you've been you've been talking about Ubisoft games all year long with Immortals, and I guess you beat you finally beat uh, Valhalla earlier this year. 
Um, mm-hmm. So let's 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 dive deep into what is happening over at Ubisoft because it seems like people are coming and going. Uh, so seems like there's this this writer that it, that is coming back to Ubisoft after after seven months. He did the the story of Valhalla. Um, yeah, his name Darby McDevitt. Uh, what do you think about the story of Valhalla? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds to Man. me from the outside, since I have not beaten that game, that uh, it, it's a fucking mess. Yeah, it's it's a really fucking weird ass story that to me had a lot of wasted potential to it, um, and it was it was fine. I mean, even some of the smaller stories that you would do in each region or whatever, like some of those were pretty good. Um, it was just, yeah, it was really inconsistent to me, just all over the place. But, you know, he's apparently worked on Revelations and Black Flag, which I think those both have very good stories to them. That was back, though, when Assassin's Creed was a lot more simple, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, they were still open world games, but a lot more simple than they are now, being these massive, you know, 60-hour RPGs, basically. Um yeah, he's he's coming back. He was working at uh, Illogica Games, and then basically just decided that he wanted to come back to Ubisoft. Hmm. And I'm sure he came back, and they paid him a lot more money than when he left. Yeah, I think that's that's how shit works now. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. So we've got uh Darby coming in, going out is uh this this man named Dan Hay, uh done a lot of work on Far Cry. Uh, I think he was, like, in charge of Far Cry 5. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was creative director of Far Cry 5. I'm not sure I like... I'm not sure that the creative direction of Far Cry 5 is, uh... I don't know what Far Cry should be anymore, honestly. Ever since Ubisoft picked up Far Cry, I'm not sure what their... what what their idea is. <laughs> Other than put you on a map to capture bases and whatever the fuck. Right. And what's interesting about this rumor or with him leaving, there's then a rumor that Far Cry, Ubisoft, the next Far Cry is going to be a live service game. A lot like what they're trying to do with Assassin's Creed, with that Assassin's Creed Infinity project that they announced earlier this year and probably the same Um, thing they're doing with the division with that uh, free to play division game yeah it wouldn't shock me if any of these games were free to play um because that's just how ubisoft is is moving um and so i wonder if that you know that's just pure speculation but i wonder if that has anything to do with him leaving um you know, if he's worked on this series for so long. I mean, he was the creative director of Far Cry 5, but then he was also producer on 3, 4, Blood Dragon, Primal, and New Dawn. So, it seems like he's worked on pretty much every Far Cry since Ubisoft took over the franchise. And, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, So, I wonder if that has to do anything with it. If he's just not, not very happy about... Um, the direction that Ubisoft wants to go with all their franchises, and maybe he doesn't want to do a live service free-to-play type experience. He wants to do something new. Who knows? That's pure speculation, of course. Hey, Tyler, I my memory's kind of hazy. Um, I'm seeing this list of Far Cry games. What the fuck was New Dawn? New Dawn was a small spin-off sequel slash expansion sort of thing to five okay far cry five so that yeah they did like some bigger it was kind of like a blood dragon except you know it was not you know blood dragon was a very different take on the franchise but new dawn was like basically spoilers for far cry five a nuke goes off and at the end of it, it's fucking ridiculous and New Dawn takes place after that nuke goes off. So everything is weird, basically, oh. because of radiation and stuff like that. You know, like, okay. <laughs> I never played it, um, but, yeah, that's... I, I didn't play it just because I didn't really like Five. Okay. All right. So I kind of forgot that happened, 
to be to be honest, I forgot that uh that game happened. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I'm just a little you know, I like the Far Cry franchise and obviously I like the Assassin's Creed franchise and I'm just a really just wary on those new live service projects that they're spinning up. Mm. Just because, like, damn, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm, there's potential, of course, for them to be good, but, like, fucking not everything needs to be a live service game. Tyler, I'm I'm having... Uh... I'm having some bad news for you here. I think I think Rainbow Six Extraction might be a live service game. I think, I think it might it end probably up. Is. I think it might end up being that. Uh, it also has a new release date. Also, this isn't what I think of when I think of Rainbow Six at all. Uh, so th- I guess they're just using the Rainbow Six name to you know sell whatever fucking thing they want to sell now because Siege did so well. Um, but the news here is Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, not quarantine. That was that was the first thing. I, I want to remind everyone they were going to call this quarantine. Um, yes, but they didn't. They also didn't know a fucking pandemic yeah. was coming. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's not coming out this year. It was planned for this year, but it's coming out January twentieth now. So, just to you know, stack on to the video games releasing in Q one of twenty twenty. Two, that's a real year. Um, yep, I'm not gonna play this shit unless it's free. Yeah, I'm looking it up quick because I'm pretty sure um, this it's game is free. actually. Well, no, it's gonna actually be forty dollars. Um, so at least they're acknowledging that, and they're trying to maybe be a little bit more smart with that stuff because I yeah, I just feel like. There's not a lot of excitement for this game. Yeah, $39.99 here on the Epic Games Store that I found. So um, so at least they're they're trying to be maybe a little bit more competitive with that stuff because I feel like there's just not a lot of hype and excitement around this game. Um, so that could help. Uh, I do think they're being smart too. This game's going to have cross-play and cross-save between all platforms. That's really cool. Um, and that's going to be happening from day one. And then they have a very much like a, um, EA did this with both of Joseph Farris' games. Um, I'm forgetting his studio name. Damn, I'll have to look that up. Mm. I'm totally blanking on that. But the developer of A Way Out and It Takes Two, they did like a buddy pass sort of thing because those games are... Purely co-op experiences, you buy one copy, you can play the game with a friend. Um, They're doing something similar with this. Uh, So you can buy this game, and then you get two buddy pass tokens, they're calling it. And basically you can give those out to two different friends, and they can play with you for 14 days for free. Um, And if they decide that, yeah, I like this, I like playing with... With my buddies, you, they can just buy the game and all their progress will be saved and all that. So that's kind of a, a neat thing that would be cool if some games t- did that a little bit more. Um, so it seems like they're trying some new stuff to at least get people into this. Mm. With the price point, cross-save, all that stuff. I mean, some smarter things. I just wish I was excited about this game. Yeah, I just... I I don't really know who this is for. Is right. this for like people who want a Left for Dead? Like it seems like a lot of people are making those kinds of games right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, this this is kind of late to the party. Yeah, and I think before we really saw gameplay of this, I was probably more just like the idea of it's cool because I really liked when they had this sort of uh, it was like an event in Siege. And it was a lot of fun. And then they showed off the gameplay of it at E3, and it was like, something about this just doesn't seem right. It just seems off. And so, yeah, just not not very excited about it. All right. Well, that'll do it for the Ubisoft block uh, of the news here. I feel like there's something else. There's always something else, but that's all we got here. 
Um, I guess we'll talk about another game as a service. Well, okay, it, it's not that. They specifically said it isn't that. Outriders. Um, you remember Outriders? That released this year. It did. It did. Um, and now they're they're going to reveal a free update that they're describing as colossal. Um, this update, they'll be revealing this on Monday. Uh, and yeah, I haven't thought about Outriders at all since playing like the maybe first three hours of that game. <laughs> yeah. I finished Outriders and I, I loved playing through it. It was it was a really good time. You know, not a perfect game by any means, but I enjoyed myself with it. Um and after I finished it, I tried some of the I guess kind of live service multiplayer cooperative elements that were in the game. Um and I was just like, nah, this isn't really really that great. Like the the loot in that game, the gear, like, it was cool, but it I never felt like, like, holy fucking shit, this is awesome. It's not like Destiny where there's all these cool exotic weapons and legendary gear you can go get that are just really awesome. I just didn't feel that um, with Outriders, so I, I kind of stopped playing. But, yeah, whatever this update is, one being free I think is smart because I'm sure, you know, a lot of people you know, maybe played through this game and then just stopped playing. There's not too much of a reason to come back, so making it free, you know, is a, you know, there's a low barrier to get back into the game, but, you know, if it's some big expansion or something with a bunch of new missions, I would maybe contemplate getting back into it. Mm -hmm. Why not? I, I like just being in that world and shooting stuff. It all felt good to play. We'll see. Yeah, I wonder how long until Square Enix throws people can fly under the bus. Yeah, for, for, know, for right? making a live service game that isn't really taking off. I know, I know, right? Who knows? Well, people can fly. Didn't they say a few months ago that they like haven't gotten paid or some shit? Oh yeah, there's some weird, for this game weird shit. Or, or, or something like that. It's like <laughs> what? What is Square Enix doing, man? They're mm. so bizarre. Yeah, I think that had something to do with. Uh, like they getting paid uh, royalties or whatever, right? Um, but something with uh, it being on on Game Pass kind of screwed around with it. Like Square Enix kind of allocated that money in a weird way that meant that they mm -hmm. didn't get much credit at all for what people were playing on Game Pass. Right. Yeah, it's a whole weird. Yeah, thing. it's it's a little fucky. <sighs> all right, you know what? Let's just keep going here. We got a roadmap. You like video games love road roadmaps. Roadmaps are like a required element of video games. We've got a roadmap for Back for Blood. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I actually have not looked at this roadmap. Okay. It comes from a tweet. I'm going to open the tweet and look at the image and tell you what's going to happen. In November, there's going to be quality of life improvements and major bug fixes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to add some... Uh, in December, they're going to add some new supply lines, um, a practice thing, a holiday seasonal event. They're going to uh, also, you know, fix that thing where playing offline uh, wouldn't give you progression. They're going to add progression to uh, the solo offline campaign stuff. Uh, add new card types and new cards. That's, that all seems pretty good. And in 2022... Just a bunch of shit. New difficulty, new player cards, new corruption cards, new co-op mode, melee updates, quality of life improvements. Yeah, this thing's got a this thing this thing's got a uh, fucking roadmap here. They've got an expansion coming called the Tunnels of Terror coming next year, and then it looks like they've they've also got two other expansions coming next year. Just all kinds of stuff. New characters are coming. New weapons. All kinds of new shit coming to back for blood. Yeah. I mean, it's good to see them supporting the game, for sure. Um, I, I do find it a little weird, though. Like, on what what is it on PC that Left 4 Dead 2 has more 
players, active players in Back for Blood. Like, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. But still, I mean, a lot of these things sound cool. And, you know, we've seen games as they just get support that uh, they they kind of stay alive. And I'm sure there's, there's a good player base here. I would have played a lot more Back for Blood by now if it had an offline mode. Uh, with campaign progression. I mean, ultimately, I want to play it co-op with you. We just haven't been able to align our skidges. Um, so, but still, I would have played a lot more of it. It's just that fact that there's really no progression playing offline. Yeah, I know I could play with random people. Um, I know that. But that's kind of a, a turnoff for me. So that, that update's something I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah. Well, hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I get that, but if you don't if if you don't care about progression, the solo mode in it right now just gives you all the cards, so you could just play through it. Sure, mm. none of that would carry over, but like it's not like yeah, like the only thing you're losing there is the progression for playing multiplayer stuff. But right, yeah, you're not getting that. You're not getting like achievements if you care about that. You know, a lot of stuff. It's kind of weird. Yeah. All righty. Uh. What do we have here? Oh, and you know, the um, the other thing about modern video games is that they can just go away. <laughs> yeah, like Jump Force. That, I mean, I have a feeling this is because it has a shit ton of different anime licenses <laughs> going into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Jump Force is being delisted and going offline. Um, being delisted in America. February 7th of next year, and then going offline August 24th of next year. So you've got a little less than a year left to play Jump Force. Um, yeah, kind of a bummer that this has to happen for, for all those anime fans out there. Uh, but this is just the reality of video games, and when you put a bunch of these licenses, this is what happens when you have a huge license crossover thing that uh, doesn't have the money that, say, an Epic Games has. Right. Uh, and I also think this isn't even, like, a digital versus physical thing either. Like, if you have a physical disc of this game, sure, you can play it, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of these features, even if you have a disc, won't function once this this happens and yeah it's it it is a bummer that we live in this age where you can put a lot of time into a game you can spend a lot of money on a game buying dlc whatever um skins and just kind of lose that stuff in a way and not have it be supported anymore but I, i imagine this has to come down to one like you said licenses just with how much of a crossover this this game was and is um and then two they probably wouldn't be shutting the servers down if there was a player base and maybe there's just not really anyone playing this game anymore which could be a possibility like if this game was popular and they're like hey guys we're shutting the servers down that would be weird (laughs) that would be really weird yeah I, I I guess you're right doesn't make does doesn't make it any better, but I no, yeah. no 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 definitely not. So February seventh, it's going to go off from sale. So if you want it, buy it before then, and then August twenty fourth, yeah, it's when it it shuts down. So bummer. Hmm. All right, last couple things we have here. Just just a huge numbers game here. Uh, you put the good NPD article in here, so I'm going to read from here. October 2021's NPD numbers um, coming in. Let's see what games are are, are coming in hot. Uh, okay, all right. I'm a little yeah. Um, I'm a little disappointed at that number one there, but <laughs> let's let's fucking. It's go. actually this is the first time I've actually seen <laughs> this. This is fucking too. depressing. Um, <laughs> A lot of weird things on here too. So let, let's let's just get started here. At at twenty, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is is coming back. Uh, number nineteen, 
Mortal Kombat 11, 18 Diablo 2 Resurrected, 17 Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, 16 Minecraft, 15 Animal Crossing New Horizons, 14 Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, 13 Ghost of Tsushima, 12 Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and number 11 Mario Kart 8. Number 10, NBA 2K22, 9, NHL 22. Fuck hockey! Whoa. Oh, All right, we'll have oh to get I said that. that out loud. <laughs> Number eight, Mario Party Superstars. Uh, seven, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Six, FIFA 22. Five, Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles. Number four, Madden NFL 22. Three, Metroid Dread. Two, Back for Blood. And number one, Far Cry 6. Oh, man. So what's your hate on hockey here? What's up with that? I just don't think it's a good sport. I think it's I think okay. it's an awful sport. I think it's I think it's a it's a sport for uh for a deviance. Um <laughs> I just I just cannot in good faith endorse hockey. And yeah. I know that's going to piss off a small subsect of people out there, but you know what? Those people can kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a big hockey fan either. It's just like I know like people say, "Oh, hockey's very action-packed and everything." Um but whenever I've watched it, I'm like, "I don't know, I just get really bored watching it." Like, I don't know. It's hard for me to get into personally. That's just me. Like you the thing is for for me, like if you ever see a hockey highlight, like it's it's hardly ever even readable what's going on there mm-hmm. because it, it's it just seems like the puck like fucking ping pongs everywhere and it's like okay I I don't get what's visually appealing about this <laughs> yeah right. oh well I'm sure someone out there is going to be pissed off uh, Tyler you seemed confused about Demon Slayer Demon Slayer is a very popular manga and anime series. Don't yeah, ask. No, don't I, ask any further questions. <laughs> I could uh, not tell. I've you. heard. I've heard a lot recently about Demon Slayer, so it doesn't surprise me that it's up there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to see Guardians of the Galaxy up there. Um, you know, just being more of a single player adventure game. That's good. And then I think it's really awesome to see Metroid Dread up there. Metroid games usually don't sell too well, so. I think that's good for that franchise for sure. That oh, that's so, so up that high. So it turns out that uh, people being able to emulate it very well didn't really fucking matter to how much it sold, huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, it didn't. I mean, and this is just like physical stuff. Nintendo does not report their digital sales, so I'm sure it sold a lot more digitally. So, yeah, yeah, it looks like that didn't affect that, which is good. And then. I think it's good to see Bad for Blood up there, even being on Game Pass, being up there at number two. That's that's a good thing, just because Turtle Rock has not uh, they they've kind of had some hard times with Evolve, not doing well at all, and then you know it took a long time to get Bad for Blood out. So good to see that, and I'm not surprised about Far Cry Six at all. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, uh, you know. I didn't put it in the news because, you know, it's it's not really news, but the word I've been hearing about a couple of video games is kind of disappointing, but also I might not have to spend money. It sounds like this year's Call of Duty and Battlefield kind of suck. Yeah. It sounds like they kind of yeah. suck. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I wonder how, how that's... I'm sure it won't affect a goddamn thing. I'm sure they'll be top-selling games oh, yeah. of November, but, like, kind of... Uh. Dude, I feel like there is no hype at all around Call of Duty at all. Yeah. Like, just no one's talking about it, really. Um, which is really surprising. Yeah. And, just being Call of Duty game. And everyone that I've talked to that has been playing Battlefield early through, like, buying the, like, the expensive versions of those, they kind of regret buying the expensive version, expensive yeah. version of the new Battlefield. Because I, right. I hear it plays like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's very buggy and stuff too. I'm just gonna wait for that to come to the EA Play, mm. like Game Pass sort of thing. Yeah, 
that Xbox has, and I'm just going to play it then. Because, yeah, definitely don't want to spend money on on those titles if they're not Especially if not good. Halo multiplayer is coming Monday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, just some other things about the industry, just number-wise. October 2021, 4.3, nearly $4.4 billion, up 16% over last year. Pretty nuts. Overall, the industry is 12% over last year like year to date fucking crazy stuff yeah i wonder how Um, much of that is inflation because i just filled my gas tank and i cried a little bit oh i know dude (laughs) me too me too it's awful it's really awful (laughs) yeah that that could definitely be a huge factor um and then overall the top 10 best-selling games of the year pretty much the same as last month except far cry has moved in there to um numbers number eight but otherwise, the same exact list. Okay. Well, that is across the industry. Let's take a look at the PlayStation Store, because we do have the top downloads available here. Just very quickly. Um, 20 is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, 19 Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, 18 MK, 11, 17 Hot Wheels Unleashed, 16 Diablo 2 Resurrected, 15, Kena, 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 Bridge of Spirits. Uh, 14, Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes. 13, Riders Republic. 12, Deathloop. And 11, Alan Wake Remastered. Uh, number 10, Spider-Man Miles Morales. 9, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. 8, NHL 22. 7, Madden NFL 22. 6, Guardians of the Galaxy. 5, NBA 2K 22. 4, Demon Slayer. Three back for blood, two FIFA twenty two, and number one is Far Cry six. Pretty similar list. Um, I would say just a couple of games on here that I'm surprised didn't make the top twenty overall were the House of Ashes, um, Riders Republic kind of surprises me a little bit, and then this Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. Dude, and that game that game downloads. apparently is fucking sick as hell. Yeah, it looks interesting for sure. Um, yeah, just being number nine in these download lists just surprises me that it's not in the top 20 mm. for MPD. Yeah. Maybe that's one Riders. that people only buy digitally. No one buys it in a store. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. And then, I mean, it could be that you have a bunch of um, adults that are our age that don't want to buy it in a store. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like... Or, you know, like and... the one... For, or it's like... Sp- it's kind of a little bit like Smash, where one person buys it and everyone comes over and plays it. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Um, huh. I also feel like Riders Republic is a game that just came out, and I feel like there's not a lot of talk about that one too much either. game seems interesting, but yeah, I feel like it's just kind of, like, here it is, hmm. sort of thing. It's just a big map. That's all it is. That's all that big, big old map. It's the only thing, only thing video games are anymore is a big map. Yeah, especially Ubisoft games. Yeah. All right. Well, we have to end on some sad news for anyone out there who wants to buy a PlayStation Five. They've lowered their production num- numbers, their their target, uh, by. At least a million units they aren't going to be able to make by March of 2022. It's, uh, yeah. They were maybe a little bit optimistic, but it still kind of sucks. Um, I know it's still hard to get a PlayStation 5. I still see people on the internet being like, when the fuck am I going to get my hands on this thing? Yeah, it's... Things aren't as easy as it might as you might think, so... Yeah, and I'm sure Sony's very frustrated by this, just knowing how... Oh, they'd love to sell another million of them. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Like, this console is so in demand. We're getting to the holiday times, and just having to cut that down by a million just really, I'm sure, sucks for them. Um, Because of a lot of things, like, apparently the PS5 is now lagging behind PlayStation 4, I read, by about a half a million units. Um, which, you know, that could keep going 
down, and that gap could keep getting bigger uh, if this production stuff um, gets worse. Also, then it could uh, hurt the demand for the console, and it could allow, you know, I'm sure they're in the same boat, but say, say somehow Xbox has a better production pipeline or something, maybe, maybe someone just gets frustrated and says, fuck it, I'm just going to buy an Xbox or something like that, you know? It could allow for the competition to come in a little bit more, too. Um, and then I, I, it also makes me wonder about, um, like, first-party titles. Like, we know God of War, Horizon, and Gran Turismo are also on PlayStation 4, but I just wonder if this affects even more first-party titles to still come to PlayStation 4 just because that player base is there and that player base can't move over to PlayStation 5 as, as quickly as Sony would want because of production shortages and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a... I would hate to be in that position and, and, and be the guy in charge of all this stuff. I'm sure that's a very difficult fucking job right now. Deal with that. I mean, I also saw that other story. I don't know if you saw it about Sony literally having like three Boeing 747s flying consoles from China to the UK. Yeah, that's like the least so efficient way to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the the lengths that they're going just to get these consoles out. Yeah, it's nuts, and it almost seems like the. I haven't read too much into it, so uh, it's just going off speculation on a bunch of different other stories that I've heard. It just kind of seems like the, sh- the chip shortage is actually getting a little bit worse. Mm. You know, because, uh, you know, Steam Deck's delayed. Yep. Sony's been cutting uh, how many consoles they think they can make Nintendo cut theirs as well. Um, we haven't heard anything about Xbox, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did, too. Um, it almost seems like it's just getting a little bit worse right now, which yeah. is unfortunate. And like, not even related to video games. As someone who's maybe looking into buying a car, uh, <laughs> fucking car electronics are driving prices through the roof. It is yes, like yeah, it's all across it's, everything that uses this it, shit. It's a mess, man. It's a total mess right now, with so many things. Hopefully, hopefully things get a lot more under control next year. <laughs> yeah, can't can't keep going like this, man. Yeah. It's bad. I might I might lose my hair if shit keeps going this this way. Yeah, I know. And, and I have damn good hair. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for sure. Um, I guess though, on a more positive note, happy birthday to the PlayStation Five. Yeah, happy birthday, PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's like one year old already. Holy shit. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Uh, I mean, what, what do you what do you think about Sony's first year? I know you've only had PS5 for a few months now, but what, uh, what, do, you, what do you think? I don't know. It's I, I feel like it's it's still very early on. I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure how I feel about it, really. Um I'll I'll get a better idea of like when we get when we get to like stop when they stop making play, these games on PlayStation Four and start focusing on the PlayStation Five because right now it seems very samey to me as like PlayStation Four. Um, it's just that there there are more games available. Uh, it's that, that's that's about it. Like I haven't seen anything. Other than the loading, the loading which I very quickly got very used to, I got very yes. used to the loading. So now that that's hardly even a thing in my brain anymore, and I have to remind myself of that. But other than that, which I'll say is significant, like I don't notice anything particularly impressive or awesome about the PlayStation Five yet. And maybe that changes when you know. Of course, they they can focus on the PS Five and make games that are specifically for this console. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like the, I love the DualSense controller. That controller is so fucking good. It's maybe my favorite controller, um, ever. Um, and so I really like that. I'm with you on the loading. The loading is just so good. 
and it's almost kind of ruined playing games on any other system to me because I'm just like I just love how fast everything loads and how snappy it is and like you're playing something on Switch and it's like ugh <laughs> like fuck yeah I, I didn't miss it so you're going back even further to play a game on like PS3 and you're like oh my god this is a fucking dinosaur literally um, so that's kind of ruined some stuff for me. And then just how good the games actually perform is just so nice. Um, but I'm with you on the games. I mean, I think, yeah, the first year, I mean, there's plenty of games that I love. But um, there hasn't been that truly just mind-blowing next-gen experience yet. Um, and I'm sure we'll get there eventually. But it'll probably take them not developing games for PS4 anymore, which these shortages who knows that could still affect that um and yeah it's not like the end of the world when you play when we play horizon on ps5 it's going to be awesome but how much more awesome could it be if they just did it on playstation 5 like we saw that with ratchet ratchet's really awesome and really takes advantage of the console very well i think and so does returnal in a lot of ways like the loading on returnal is fucking sweet um so, yeah, it's, it'll it'll get there. But I think it's it's been a solid first year for the console. I think when you compare PlayStation 5's first year and the titles we got to PS4's first year, like PS5, I think, just blows PS4's out of the water in terms of games and quality, all yeah. that stuff. It, it took until probably about Bloodborne, Metal Gear Solid 5, I think, for PlayStation 4 to really take off. That was like 2015. Yeah. Um, and then we got a run of just banger year after banger year. And hopefully we get, get to that eventually. Oh, too, like, I'm sure the pandemic and work from home, all that stuff has really affected a lot of production. And I mean, it has, and we probably in, in normal times, maybe we should have had that experience already of like, Oh my God, this is truly next gen, but we're here. Yeah, but I do like I do like the console. It is it is a good machine. All right, well, we're gonna leave it at that. I have a lot of uh, Elden Ring footage that I'm I'm gonna go peer through because people have been doing (laughs) Elden Ring videos from that network test, Mm. which I have not been playing. I'll I'll say, Um, but I do want to see some more Elden Ring. That game fascinates me. They're doing. They are doing cool. a very different thing. It seems like than what they, what they've done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's leave it there. Of course, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can send them to us a couple of different ways. One way is via email at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail dot com, or via Twitter at PS Report Podcast. Give us ratings, review, share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Until next time, be good to each other, play your video games, and.